Hi, you're listening to Zdenek English podcast. This is not a The Walking Dead podcast or anything like that. I just love this theme song. I'm a massive fan of The Walking Dead. And as it happens, uh, last week there was a season 7 premiere of this uh, great TV show. And holy sh... my goodness! That was... Okay, no spoilers for you. I wouldn't do that to you. Just um, if you have never watched The Walking Dead and uh, you are not squeamish, then I suggest that you start watching this TV show because it is amazing. Okay, I can't get enough of this show. Okay, so uh, this is 154th episode of the Next English Podcast and this is um, another part of the Delta series. But before I, before I dive into the Delta, there is something I need to get out of the way first. Um, thank you for the votes in Zdenix English Podcast competition. Did I just say Zdenix English Podcast competition? I did indeed. No, I meant Luke's English Podcast competition. I knew it was going wrong at the start of the sentence, but I thought I would finish the sentence for comical effect. Um, okay, where was I? Actually, I managed to make it to round two to Luke's English, of Luke's English podcast anecdote competition. I don't believe this. I was so surprised, you have no idea. Um, to be honest with you, I listened to some other anecdotes. I didn't listen to them all. And it was more than obvious to me that especially because of the way I told the anecdote, which was a bit dull and a bit slow, in, and the pacing was kind of off. Especially because of this, I thought I didn't stand a chance. I thought I didn't deserve to go through, to be honest with you. You know, I, I, li- I, like, to, I like to be successful, obviously. It's great um, to go through to the second round, but... I like to deserve my success, you know? You know what I mean? Well, anyway, it happened. And um, I think it's partly because I um, I played my anecdote in the previous episode. And I do have um, a core... I do have um, an audience for the next English podcast. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to, to do this anymore. So that's why um, I, I got th- to the second round. Because uh, some of you voted for me based on the fact that um, I do this podcast for you. You know, I, I, it's very nice of you. I really appreciate it. But it feels like you did it because of me and not because of the anecdote. Okay, it is a funny anecdote. But come on, there were other anecdotes which, which were much better. Okay, maybe, maybe, you know what? I'll suspend my judgment. This is your opinion and respect it. I have to thank you for it. Okay, because it feels great to be appreciated. Um, but you know what? This time I'm going to have to ask you not to vote for me. This is round two. Do not vote for me, please. Because it almost feels as if I got to round two by cheating, you know? But imagine I won the competition. Right? This is ten people I can kind of hide in between them. But imagine I won the whole thing. Everybody would say that I was a cheater. Okay, I was a fraudster and that I took advantage of the fact that I had a podcast. Oh, God, this can't happen. We have to prevent this. 
okay we have to take measures in order to uh, in order um, in order no we have to take measures not to let this happen okay because because I would have to explain to everyone I would have to clean my name you know considering we do not even know the price uh, of this competition because Luke has been keeping this a secret and when he lets the cat out of the bag it could be a bit too late so once again do not vote for me this time okay because I do not deserve to win this all right are we clear on that I hope we are okay so let's let's dive right into it uh, part three the Delta um, why not quickly recap the part one and part two and I promise I won't be dwelling on these much okay so part one of the Delta um, was part one of the Delta series was about um, what the Delta is the introduction and um, I named my reasons for taking it part two um, was focused on the input sessions and how I felt during them um, I felt like Alice in Wonderland as you uh, no, um, and um, obviously this is part three, so um, this will deal with the LSAs. Now, what is an LSA, you might be asking? No, and it isn't LSD, the drug. No, uh, it has nothing to do with it. Um, LSA is um, something else, okay? And you know what? Let me first explain to you some abbreviations such as LSA. So LSA is, um, there are four of LSAs that you have to go through um, during the course. And this is the, main core, uh, this is the main core of the course. And then we also have BESs and uh, PLEs. And we also had a PAD, uh, PDA, sorry. Um, yeah, so uh, LSA... It's the most important thing. It has to be completed in order to pass the course. Um, um, unlike PDA, because um, that doesn't need to be completed. I'm sure you still don't know what I am talking about. I'm getting caught up in this a bit. So, um, yeah, basically, LSA is the language skills assignment, okay? That's where you have to design for lessons and then teach them, and then be assessed on these lessons. Uh, so there is, uh, there is a tutor, uh, uh, in, in the case of the fourth lesson, an external assessor who actually comes to your lesson, takes notes, and um, he has a set of criteria against which we che he checks whether uh, you have ticked uh, the boxes, basically, whether you have done all the necessary things and how well you coped with the criteria. So that's the, that's the most challenging part of the course and that's the most uh, feared part of the course as well. Now that's LSA, Language Skills Assignment, okay? Because you have to teach lang language and uh, the skills. What are the skills? Skills are lexis, that's vocabulary, grammar, uh, that's grammar. I'm sure you know what grammar is. And then there is also uh, pronunciation. Not many people teach pronunciation. Not many people choose to teach pronunciation during LSAs for some reason. Um, so that's the systems. 
And then, oh, and there is also discourse. Yeah, that's another system that not many people choose to teach. And then you have the four skills. I'm sure everyone is aware of them. Listening, speaking, reading, and writing. Okay, that's the four skills. So you have to teach two of the skills and two of the systems. And they can't be the same. And you can choose which ones you teach. So this is the four LSAs that everybody who wants to pass the course has to uh, go through. And then you have the BE, and BE stands for Background Essay. Background Essay is it's what you need to write before you actually design the plan for your LSA. So Background Essay is like inherent part of the um, LSA. It's something you start with and something that takes time to write and uh, because you have to research it first and then you have to spend the whole weekend partying. No, no. That's exactly what you can't do when you write your BEs. You have to spend the whole weekend writing it. Okay, that was just a cheap joke that I um, threw in there. Okay, and then there's PLE, that's post-lesson evaluation, which you write after the lesson. This is basically you trying to be, uh, trying to self-evaluate yourself and how you did. And um, you're trying to be a kind of, realistic and you, you are trying to show that you can reflect uh, upon what happened in the classroom um, and you have to be um, realistic about it, okay? Um, so, for example, if the lesson goes really badly, you can't say the lesson was great and uh, just, uh, you know, present the positives. And it works the other way around as well. I mean, if, if the lesson was okay, you shouldn't, um, you should say it in the post-lesson evaluation. Uh, and then there is also PDA, which is um, which also needs to be completed. But this one, unlike the LSAs, this one doesn't need to be passed. PDA stands for post. Uh, no, 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 no. Hang on. PDA stands for uh, professional development assignment, and um, uh, this this deals with uh, you trying to. This is about you trying to develop your own teaching skills, okay? So you basically focus on your drawbacks. Every teacher has some shortages. Um, so, for example, um, I focused on writing on board, on the board work, which is my biggest weakness. From time to time, I post uh, some photos of me drawing pictures. I post them in the Facebook group, so you can notice how ter terrible... I am at uh, my board work, and uh, so that's why I, I chose to focus on this. And there were some other areas um, I uh, addressed in my PDA. But uh, the bottom line is, this is something that doesn't need to be completed. And uh, at the start of the course, you are advised not to have this as your priority. I mean, you have to do this, okay? You have to write uh, the pages and everything, um, but um, it's not a priority. And it is important to organize yourself. It is important to set yourself some kind of some kind of a list of priorities. What really matters at the particular stage? Because you can't afford to waste time um, in any way. I mean, the, what, that's one of the most challenging things during this uh, full-time Delta course. Because you have two months to, to do an immense amount of work. And wasting time is costly. It just... It just doesn't pay off. And, you know, um, 
not enough time is, is uh, a lot of stress. And the delta is stress on its own, let alone when you have some extra stress. Um, that, doesn't, that doesn't pay off at all. So the last thing you want is more stress. More stress equals suicide, basically. Not literally. I mean, I wonder, have there been any people who have uh, killed themselves um, because of not passing um, a Delta lesson or something? Who knows? You know, who knows? Um, I'm sure there has been uh, some kind of research into this area. But um, no, I'm not talking about this here. By the way, um, have you noticed how my uh, heater has switched off? Unfortunately, I've been recording um, uh, a huge part of this episode with my, with my not sweater, but heater on. Um, no, I'm not wearing a sweater. Um, that's the idea. When you have a heater on, uh, your room gets heated up so that you don't actually need a sweater. Um, okay. What, what am I talking about here? What am I talking about here? Um, I'm getting carried away once again. Okay, so another thing I have here on my list that I want to deal with is delta by numbers. Delta by numbers. What is this about? Uh, well, I'd like to explain to you how demanding the course was, just to give you an idea. Well, it, as I said, the, the incredible amount of work was the biggest challenge. And it overshadowed any potential difficulty level of the course, you know? The course was difficult. The challenge was like appropriate. It is doable if you are if you are an organized teacher. I doubt that I am an organized teacher, but um, for some reason, when it comes to the crunch, when it matters the most, I can squeeze this extra juice out of myself. I can, for some reason, I can find some hidden strengths within myself. Don't ask me where I find it. And I somehow managed to take on this challenge. Um, but, you know, there is always some kind of a payback. Like Dr. Faustus, you know. You sign a contract with the devil and later you pay for it. Um, but, um, yeah, I think if you have experience and the money and especially the time, you need two months off, basically. You know, I think if you have experience teaching, if you have Enough money, because as I said before, this is quite expensive. Um, if you have time and you can fully commit yourself to the course, then it is doable, okay? It is feasible, but it's certainly not easy. So here is the delta by numbers. Uh, by the way, I collected this data myself and I checked it against my delta folder, uh, the computer folder where I have all my files and it is um, um, it is full of um, files to be honest with you there are lots of files there um, so it took me some time to dig it out but I managed and it seems uh, the numbers are correct but it, um, if there is a slight error or something I apologize but I don't think there is actually anyway here we go so, delta by numbers. Um, two weeks of sleepless nights. Uh, the first week I couldn't sleep at all. The last week was the same. In the middle, the six weeks, surprisingly, I slept like a baby. When I say uh, like a baby, I don't mean I woke up 
in the middle of the night screaming. Uh, no, no, that's not what I mean. I mean, I mean, um, I slept. I didn't toss and turn. Don't know how this happened. I guess I was so exhausted that I just um, hit the sack immediately. And um, yeah, um, but it didn't happen the first and the last week for understandable reasons. The first week I was just getting used to a new pattern, sleeping pattern. And the last week it was just uh, incredibly stressful. Um, so that's why. Okay, so um, observed lessons. You have to teach, um, as far as I remember, you have to teach eight observed lessons, four of which are assessed lessons. Okay, the four, the four unassessed lessons are still observed. Uh, you have a tutor who uh, takes notes and um, gives you feedback after the lesson, but it is not assessed. So it's doesn't really matter that much. Whatever happens in the lessons, you get the feedback and that's that's what this is about. The assessed lessons are more important. Altogether, you teach maybe 16 or 12 to 16 lessons. I'm not exactly sure how it is because some lessons are unobserved, you know. Maybe it could be up to 16, actually. Um, yeah, you definitely teach at least one lesson a week. So... Um, it's sometimes two. Maybe it's too many, 16 actually. It could be like 12 or 14 or something like that. There's one lesson which is called experimental practice. And that's part of your PDA. And that's when you teach a lesson which uh, is based on some kind of approach uh, that you don't normally use in your teaching. For example, you could choose audiolingual approach or dogma or... What I did was I taught a translation... I. I used some features of translation in my uh, experimental practice lesson. Okay, so then you have the four LSAs, and that consists of four times 2,500 words of essays. An essay, that's the BA, the background essay. Okay, so you have to do this four times, so um, that's a lot of words, isn't it? Then you have to write four massive plans, which, uh, which uh, you know, the, the, the lesson plans can be between 15 to 20 pages or so uh, in Microsoft Word. And then you have to write four times 500 words of post-evaluation, P-E-L, P-L-E, uh, sorry. And then you also have to write the PDA Part A, which is another 3,000 words. Uh, that's the mm, developmental plan, you know, where you work on your weaknesses, the one I told you about. And then you have part B of this, that's the experimental practice. Um, you know, that's another, I don't know, 2000 words or something. So altogether, it's a lot of bloody words. It's like 15,000 words or something. I don't know, perhaps even more. Yeah, it's much more with the lesson plans. It could be, it could be like 20, more than 20,000 words, maybe 25 I don't know. So it's hell of a lot of work, hell of a lot of writing, and it all has to make sense, okay? I mean, I had already had experience with writing because I had to write my diploma paper. But this was different because the diploma paper, I had like half a year for this, you know? Maybe even more. So I, I wrote it gradually, like uh, step by step. But here it was just uh, madness. 
it was just an um, incredible amount of work, as I keep saying here. So, um, what, what, are, what are the Module 2 minimal requirements? I'm talking about Module 2, the LSAs, okay? So, you have to design two systems and two skills lessons, as I said. And so, what I like about this that you, is that you can choose what you teach. Uh, you, you can choose uh, what um, uh, skills and what systems you teach, and you can choose the topic as well. Sometimes, though, this could be a disadvantage, uh, because you kind of have too much freedom, and um, if you are a little bit like me, who is a creative person, it can turn against you, because uh, uh, I'll tell you later, basically, okay? But, okay, so in order to pass Module 2, you need to pass one of each systems and skills. In other words, you can afford to fail one systems lesson and one skills lesson. However, the last LSA, the LSA 4, um, must, mustn't be failed. It has to be passed, okay? Um, so, um, in other words, there is a way you could fail two lessons as long as you pass the last one. And there is a way you could fail the whole course by, by failing one lesson. And that would be the last uh, assessed lesson. If you failed the last L LSA, even though your previous lessons were amazing, you would still fail the course. So it's kind of, yeah, it's kind of like this. So what does passing an LSA mean? Passing an LSA means that you pass the BE, you know, the background essay, and the lesson. So what could happen is that you pass the BE, for example, but you don't pass the lesson. Failing BE is not a disaster because you can resubmit if you have time, which you don't, because there is this snowball effect that you keep having more and more work, and then at one point you just snap, you know? You can't take it anymore. Failing a lesson is more of a disaster, um, especially if you fail... Um, either of the two, either skills or the systems, then uh, you can't retake the lesson until after the course, which they call you being referred. But you have to pay uh, for an extra lesson. And it is, it is basically a lot of embarrassment, you know, I think. It's not easy. You, you can do it on limited number of times and it is extra stress and all that. You know, this is just something you want to avoid at, at any cost, you know. Um, so what is the BE? Well, BE is, um, is basically language or skills analysis where you have to research a chosen topic. You have to quote and paraphrase from the books. Uh, and um, you also describe common learners' problems and give some teacher teaching solutions, uh, which you include in the appendices. Uh, you know, some activity you... you, you find some activities in the books, then you scan them basically and describe how these activities address the learner problems that you described. If you're like me, what you end up doing is just uh, making your own um, activities, you know, because um, I'm creative and I, 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 hate, um, I, I hate when I have to uh, submit um, um, an LSA with, with, um, scanned, with a scanned activity from a book. Okay, it's a little bit stupid of me because this is more work, but I like it. And sometimes, okay, the advantage could be that you tailor it to the needs of the lesson a little bit better.
But if you're a non-native speaker, you could end up making mistakes in the activities, like some spelling errors and typos. So um, it is a double-edged sword, you know. Um, there are two sides of the coin. That's what I meant. So the second part of this is teaching the lesson. Now, in order to teach the lesson, you have to make a lesson plan as well. And this is a massive lesson plan. You would never, ever do this as a teacher because you wouldn't have time for this. Okay, you like spent hours and hours writing this lesson plan, um, like 20 pages or so. Okay, I'm, I'm gonna show, I'm gonna read you a bit from my lesson plan, but to read you the whole lesson plan, it would stretch over maybe two episodes of the podcast. So I'm not going to do that. Um, after you submit the lesson plan, you can teach the lesson, and then, uh, then you go home, liberate it, or totally gut it depending on how you did in the lesson. And then you write your PE um, on the train, if you're me. That's the easiest thing, the PE, because you remember everything and you just write off the top of your head, remembering what happened in the lesson. And one day later, you hear out the verdict. You go um, to um, a classroom um, and speak to your tutor, who gives you one-on-one feedback, um, basically telling you, um, giving you the grade, okay? So, um, and after that, you go home celebrating, um, feeling liberated again, or um, you you go home uh, in tears, absolutely devastated, okay? Um, yeah, that can happen too. Okay, so now um, I could read you from my BE, and um, obviously this is bound to be a life-changing experience, you know. Um, so what is the most difficult thing about the BE? Well, it's the damn word count. You have never enough words. They tell you you can have 2,500 words maximum. 2,500 words? What the hell? How can I ever write this? Especially when you haven't written anything yet and you're about to start writing. That's the, that's the worst, you know, when you have nothing but you have to put uh, the pen to paper. Well, I, actually, uh, you type you type it because you have to submit this electronically. So you type everything on a computer. But um, this is the hardest thing, you know. And um, it feels as if you could never write 2,500. But as you keep writing, you realize that actually the hardest part is to to fit into the the word count because. You have more to say and you want to cover everything and there is not enough words for it. So um, what happens is usually that you write like 200, 300, four, even 400 more words than you should. And then you have to start cutting down. And sometimes it's, it's difficult because you need to keep the important things in the essay. Again, this is evaluate. This is assessed in a way that uh, they have a... Uh, um, a list of criteria, okay, and they have to tick the boxes. And if you don't have something in your BE that is important, they will not tick your box, or they will only say you partially met the criteria, which is um, equally as bad. So um, this is never easy, okay, this is never easy. Okay, let me switch on the lamp here. Okay. Seems like uh, it's getting dark outside, I can't see anything. Um, where was I? Okay, so let me now describe 
uh, by four LSAs one by one, and I'm sure I will not have time for all four of them, so I'm probably going to have to divide this episode into two parts. Um, anyway, so my first LSA was on uh, vocabulary. So Lexis, um, the, the, this was a strategic move because I, want, I wanted to cover Lexis uh, as I wanted to do my grammar as for my assessed lesson uh, as the last thing because grammar is my biggest strength um, and um, that's why I chose it like that. Now I started researching um, for my BE uh, started working on Friday, as far as I can remember. So I, I was reading on um, on this topic um, that I chose, and um, it was actually some subcategory. It was actually a subcategory of Lexis that was functions. Functional language it deals with expressions which are used for certain purpose. So um, what I chose was two functions. And it was a slight mistake, to be honest with you. I should have focused only on one, but I wanted to kill more birds with one stone. So basically went for two functions. I thought it would be cool. So my two functions were um, delivering bad news. So what language do you use when you deliver, when you have to deliver bad news to people and also responding, responding to bad news uh, on Saturday and Sunday, I had to write the BE. Uh, no, no weekend. There was no weekend for me whatsoever. No drinking was involved. It was two months without alcohol, listeners. Can you believe it? No, actually, it wasn't. I had, I had a couple of beers in the meantime because I had to. Anyway, on Monday, uh, by by eleven o'clock, you were supposed to submit the BE and start preparing for the lesson, which usually happens on Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday. So I submitted um, um, the lesson plan by lunchtime on Wednesday, I believe. And then uh, what happens is that you have some time to chill out before you teach the lesson, which is sometime in the afternoon. It's uh, You have to find a way to de-stress yourself, and it is almost impossible, obviously. But um, yeah, I was trying, I was trying. But usually what happens is you just uh, prepare things for the lesson, like you cut out some pieces of paper and things like that. Okay, so after the lesson, um, after the lesson finishes, you go home and you, the next day you, you, you receive your, you receive the verdict whether you pass the lesson or not. Uh, the tutor has like one day to, to correct the BE and um, go through the lesson again. And then, you know, then you, um, hear out the verdict, which is very emotional, be it you passing or failing, it's always very emotional. Either way, either way, it, it involves a lot of emotions. Uh, I've seen people cry, I've seen people laugh, I've seen people go mad. I've heard stories about people shouting and arguing with tutors as well. So, um, yeah, this is, this is extremely, extremely uh, emotional moment when you have to hear out the verdict during the the one-on-one feedback with your tutor. Um, Actually, one one tutor said that one of the most difficult things um, during the Delta is keeping your sense of humor and uh, staying within your word count. That's what I've been told is the most difficult thing. Well, I agree with the humor part, and I agree with staying within the word count part, but I would add one more thing. I was told that the lesson 
doesn't have to be anything special. You, you just have to teach a SALTA-like lesson if you want to pass. Well, you know what? I beg to differ. I think this is much harder. This is much more de- demanding. There are more boxes to, to tick. And you have to think about a lot of different things when you teach your lesson in order to do it all correct and pass the lesson. So for me, teaching the lessons, when I say teaching the lessons, I mean the whole preparation thing. The whole LSA is the most difficult part of the Delta. Um, okay. Now let me go through let me go through uh, the lesson plan. I have it here in front of me uh, on the screen and it is 15 pages. So let me tell you how it uh, how it looks. Let me describe it a little bit. So you have the header. We have to write your name, the level of learners, the number of learners. So my level was advanced. I had 12 learners. <laughs> this must be must be the maximum. I mean, that's a lot of learners. Um, the type of lesson was Lexis functions, uh, the date, the date, time, blah, blah, blah. Then you write the learner profile. You write something about the learners. Uh, you, you you talk about the, the whole course and the individual learners about their weaknesses and strengths. And then you um, have to write down the, the main lesson aims. So my main lesson aim was to clarify and practice functional exponents for delivering bad news and responding to it in the context of a dialogue between two colleagues. Wow. Do, do, you, do you have an, even an inkling of what this could be, what this could be about? Uh, this sounds so, so complicated, right? Um, yeah. So then I had my functional set for giving bad news. So it's, it's expressions like brace yourself. There's good news and there's bad news. I've got some bad news for you, I'm afraid. You might want to sit down before I tell you this. I'm sorry to have to inform you that. And there is no easy way to say this, but... And I regret to tell you. Okay, so this was um, for giving bad news. And then I had a functional set for responding to bad news. uh, Sympathizing, uh, basically. Um, So how awful, how sad, bad or tough or hard luck. I'm awfully sorry to hear that. I do sympathize with you. And I'm sorry for your loss and my condolences. So that's so that's for uh, that's uh, the second set. And you know, um, this these two sets didn't really go well together. I made little mistake. Anyway, first things first. So um, I thought I would read you from my BE a little bit because it's a life changing experience. But now looking at the time, I have already. Uh, spoke for for a long time. I think I think I shouldn't. I probably shouldn't. I probably shouldn't. I should I should keep this simple. Um, instead, I'm going to tell you about uh, my lesson plan. Okay. So uh, then, after this um, set of functions, you um, you have to describe the meaning of the functions, the use and the form, the pronunciation. So it's it's this part is called the analysis where you describe uh, its formal, uh, functional, and pronunciation uh, and usage features. Uh, then you go through some assumptions uh, when you when you try to assume some knowledge on the part of the students and you describe it. Then you have to include a section on anticipated problems in the class and its suggested solutions. And then you go on to um, to give your commentary, where you basically 
um, you ch try to justify the procedure of your lesson plan. And the procedure of the, your lesson plan consists of uh, the individual activities and how long they will take and uh, what's the stage aim, you know, which each individual activity has to have a stage aim. And then you have to uh, describe the procedure, like what, what you will do as a teacher, like you give instructions and then you monitor and then in feedback what you say and so on. And also you mentioned the interaction pattern, like who is going to be involved in this activity? Is it going to be students with other students or uh, are students going to work individually or is it group work? Is it pair work? Things like that. So um, I think I will not uh, describe this procedure sheet in detail because it would take ages. Instead, what I can tell you is that Ethan, you know, my friend Ethan, who you know from the podcast, uh, has agreed to record um, um, a listening for, for this lesson, which would serve as context for explaining or clarifying the vocabulary that I had in it. So I'm going to play you this now because I think it's quite funny. And uh, notice all the functional exponents that I have there. And um, that's basically it. Um, now enjoy this um, listening from Ethan. Hello, David. Hi, Jane. Is everything all right? You look a bit off color. Yeah, there's good news and bad news. Uh, what's the bad news? Is the firm going down? You might want to sit down before I tell you this. Uh, that sounds a bit serious. Well, what is it now? I regret to tell you that due to downsizing... What? Are you letting me go? Well, no, but... Hang on a minute. What's the good news? You have been voted Employee of the Month. Here is the award. Okay, cool. What's the catch, though? There's no easy way to say this. But you have been relocated. What? Are you serious? I missed a plane this week, lost me wallet, met my ex, buried my hamster, and now this. I'm sorry for your loss. Are you now, really? I'm afraid there is more. Brace yourself. I don't believe this. What is it? Are you sure you want to hear this? Just get on with it, spit it out. Your salary will also be reduced by somewhere in the region of 50%. What? You know I haven't eaten today. Hard luck. But if I did, I would be thrown up right now. Did you know my wife has asked me for a divorce and my oldest kid has run away from home? How awful. It's morning. And now you're doing this to me. You, now nah, you're gonna pay. Wake up. What? Good morning. Did the bed bugs bite? Indeed. Okay, so what do you think? I think it's hilarious. It, it brings back some memories, really. Um, so how did, how did this lesson go? Well, um, it went well. I thought it was a great lesson. Uh, the students loved it. They found it very useful. And everybody laughed, especially because I uh, designed very good role plays. But there had to be two different role plays because, as I said, the fun two functional set sets didn't go well together. Um, that was a bit, a bit of a mistake because um, basically I didn't have enough time. And that, that's, that's a common problem when you teach these lessons. You overplan. You know, you want to, you want to include everything in it, but you, you end up not having enough time. So basically I, I would want to have more time. But overall I was happy with the lesson. I didn't feel there were any problems whatsoever. Everybody laughed. And the laughter was a good indicator of a successful lesson. The next day, I went to one-on-one -on -one feedback with my tutor, 
tutor and I was full of confidence, you know. I, um, um, I thought that I, I had done really well the previous day and I would pass easily. So she started by asking me how I felt the lesson went and humble as I was, I said to her that I thought the lesson had passed. She said it passed and she said the BE passed and she said it was a good lesson overall and um, I deserved this pass. But I, I don't know why, but I expected a better result. You know, you can have merit, which is like a higher grade, and then the highest grade is distinction. But almost nobody gets any distinctions. As far as I remember, there was only one lesson that, that received a distinction, okay, throughout the whole course. So it doesn't really happen. Merits are quite common. But I, I received only a pass, and I was disappointed because I thought I thought the lesson was fantastic. I thought that this was probably my best lesson ever. And when the tutor told me that it was just a pass, I was a bit disappointed. But um, on the whole, you know, I, that was a relief that I it's it's uh, passed, and that's that's what mattered after all the most. There was small frustration because I expected better. Better grading, better grade, but, um, you know, the, the justification of, of the pass was that, that the functions didn't go well together, basically. And I passed my BE as well. That was important. So, um, you know, there were loads who failed their first lesson, actually, especially the native speakers. So um, I was glad. I was glad that I passed my first lesson. Now, uh you know what? I'm changing my mind, listeners. Uh, I'm going to stop right here because uh, this this episode has been long enough and uh, I extended it with this uh, listening task um, that was recorded by Ethan and his friend. So, um, yeah, I think this is enough. So let me just remind you, do not vote for me in Luke's English Podcast Competition Round 2. Thank you very much. Uh, and thank you for listening, and um, I hope you enjoyed this episode. I hope it was interesting for you, and um, next time I'll tell you about my LSA too, okay? So, bye! <laughs>